And just as we were getting settled, it was nearly time to leave Aurora. That elven King Amarin was the first on our list. We had no clue what Elfrahim had in store for us, but all signs were pointing us there. We needed to stop that crazy king and the crafters guild before any more Varrican could be taken prisoner. So the plan was to sneak into Falran, the capital of Elfrahim, disguised as the enemy. But first, we'd need to pass through the wood elf settlement of Eman Fane. Oh, uh, don't let me forget, though, that even before that, Leon and Rena were getting hitched. <laughs> and it was up to us, the best rowdy boys, to make it a celebration no one would ever forget. And that's why I took the time to meticulously craft my speech to make it the best this world has ever known. For this was to be a foretaste of peace between nations. Before the wedding of Reyna and Leon, the frost giant in the midst of the city needs to be cleared out. So a lot of the Varrican soldiers all kind of band together to drag its body out of the way. During this, Uba takes the amulet, which had a large light blue crystal at the end of it. He kind of breaks it off the giant's neck and takes it into the hands of the Varrican. <clears throat> and out of the stomach of the frost giant, uh, Ilana somberly removes her father's glaive. And she kind of looks at it, stands about two sizes taller than her, but she, um, she takes it into her inventory. The rest of the day goes into decorating for the wedding event. The bows of the elder tree have grown strong. Their sharp crimson leaves drape like a weeping willow. The bright red attracts red-feathered cardinals, and the bride and groom are prepared for the ceremony. All of the city has gathered right outside of the great mead hall. And the elder tree is to act as the backdrop of the ceremony. The bride and groom stand lovingly at the base of the tree. And standing at Leon's side are the halfling Rory, the half-elf Aias, the half-dwarven bard Kal'un, and at Reyna's side are her brother Finn, now known as the Reclaimer, the Valkyrie and Jarl Ilana of Algrahim. Towering next to her is the Berserker and Jarl Uba of Bjornheim. Master Talon in the background plays his violin as the royal couple takes hands. 
Their soft leather gloves match the winter white of their furs, and their bloodstone jewelry matches the elder tree's leaves and the crystals hanging in adornment. Snow lightly falls, and just a few rays of sun peer through the clouds. Standing behind the couple at a small podium is the newly appointed Bishop of Treyland, Telnius Gray. He is a friend of the Elder Gods and is about to speak. Anticipation laces the crisp winter air. <clears throat> okay, so like now, like I, I should talk. Leon like shut, like elbows. Yeah, okay. This okay. Is now. Yeah, go. Um, uh, Ratley Beloved. Leon, Leon just goes, God damn it. <laughs> oh man, knocked it out of the park with the first word. Reina's, Reina's eyes go wide and she just slowly looks to you. <laughs> we come together today under the banner of unity. Unity of families, unity of lands, and unity of faiths. At that moment, I put my left hand out, gesturing for Leon and Reina's hands. They, they do so. They put them in your hand. I then take my hammer and uh, lay their hand on top of the hammer. And then reach behind my back and pull out a ceremonial dagger. I then lightly cut Commander Leon's palm, just enough to draw blood. And then I do the same to Queen Reyna. Hmm. <laughs> she liked it. So I, I then put the, bagger, the dagger back in my belt. And then um, using my hammer and hand, I grasp each of their hands and clasp them together, interlacing their fingers. So that the two cuts come together. We are often told that blood is thicker than water. The old moniker that says... There are no bonds stronger than that with your family. Well, I tell you, this is a gross misrepresentation of the saying. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. This is the true saying. What this means is the covenant made between people whom you choose is stronger than the bond between families whom you don't. Now, please hear me. That does not mean familial ties are weak. They are some of the strongest I've seen. I pause and look at Rory and Fruilana. But their potential cannot match the accord found in choice. Commander Leon Fight, Queen Reina Aurora. On this day, you choose each other. Let it be remembered. I then raise their hands, looking to the sky. In the eyes of Thesla, the elder gods, and all here today, we recognize this blood bond. Reina then takes an antlered crown, matching the one atop her head. Leon drops to a knee and bows his head. He accepts the crown as king of the Varrican people and the Varrican people cheer. 
Oh man, right now is the perfect rap air horn time. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's not any longer it's though. Gone. It's, it's, it's gone. It's gone. As Leon stands, he takes Reyna in his arms and they kiss in front of the crowd. Everyone's cheering still. As the ceremony wraps up, the there is a reception for a smaller bit of the crowd inside of the great mead hall of Aurora. Inside, there is a feast like no other. There is elk, there's pheasant, there's uh, all sorts of fruits and, and dried fruits and mead galore, ales and wines of all types. Everything that could be found in the stores of Aurora and things brought from Avondal as well. There is a great feast and a great party. And Leon stands up. His crown's already a little tilted and he's already- <laughs> On one a, of his no. hair triangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just barely catching on some of his wild hair. And uh, he's like- all right, now's the time. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have here the, the best boys. Am I right, everybody? Well, you aren't wrong. <laughs> here, here. Yeah, yeah. And they have all prepared words for me. So, let's kick it off then. Uh, ah, yes. I'll go first. And he sits back down. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'll try to keep this short. <laughs> no, no. Take, take, your, take all hey. the time you need. <laughs> like Leon will later this evening. Oh! <laughs> uh, he was like busy drinking. <laughs> it's good to see you in good spirits, Leon. Mm. Hello, everyone. Leon. When I first met you, I thought you were an oaf with really cool hair. And you may not be the brightest of minds or the coolest in temperament. Anyway, congrats to you. The two of you make a very lovely pair. I wish you all the happiness in the world. And may you give birth to many future kings of Leon. <laughs> you deserve it, and as the champion of the Sandalwood, I am happy to call you both friends. May the spirits of the forest guide you and protect you. To Leon and Rhea. On encore, right? Encore. No, but that's all I've written. I, I, oh, I don't have. I think anymore. everyone oh. gets yeah, like okay. one, <laughs> one speech. Oh well, hey. I mean, you know, if you want to keep it short, I guess. I mean, that's that's your choice. You want to go, Kalun? Uh, no, I go? think. Yeah, I think maybe you all should go uh, uh, first. Um, okay. Colin, I don't think. Do you want to borrow my pencil? Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, give him some. Here, I have some extra quill. paper. No, here. here, just you do your thing. That's that's okay. Just keep going. <laughs> All right, it's me down here, Rory. Um, okay, so, hey, Leon, Reyna. First off, I want to thank you, Leon, for asking me to be your best man. It is certainly an honor and a privilege. Secondly, I want to take a second to acknowledge the bit of a rocky start that we had in our relationship. I remember a time not all that long ago, Leon, when you were fully committed to the Treylander government. You were more than willing to overthrow and enslave an entire continent of native people because you were so committed to your duties. Oh, yeah. Classic Leon. Yeah. Yeah. He's like taking a drink and like starts choking. Not only that, but you blackmailed me and abused <laughs> 
and abuse my position as an outcast from my community to get me to commit atrocities in the name of your king. He just spit all of the mead he was about to drink. Oh, man. Uh, those were the days, huh, Leon? Oh. Boy, I really hated your guts. We had some good times together. But... You were the one who invited me on this journey in the first place. That's if it true. wasn't for you, the rowdy boys would have never met. Ah, yeah. That's and true. now, and now, you are an honorary rowdy boy yourself. Look how far we both have come. I wish you and Reina a long and happy life together. And now, by the powers vested in me... Due to the fact that I am Lil Ari, Harbinger of Death, mm. or in this case, Harbinger of Love, <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and lay every, one on her. Everyone's cheering, like everyone's clanking their yes. glasses. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Raina and Leon just give a big old smooch at the head of the table. Thank you, Rory. Very kind words. Love you, bud. <laughs> All right, uh, Kalu. No, I'm uh, I'm not paying attention and just like furiously scribbling something down. Oh, well, all right uh, then. Uh, just ignore it. I guess I'll go then. Um, Commander Leon. Oh, uh, King Leon. Oh, wait, Your Grace. What? Whatever. No, keep figuring. She keep trying to figure that out. <laughs> Friend. Damn, you have come a long way. Traylon's pretty far, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I, al I almost feel bad for some of the pranks we played on you. Like, uh, <laughs> like that time we, we sent you to the front of the, uh, the huge town meeting, told you to save us all some seats. You remember that? <laughs> You know it what? Like, that one had slipped my mind. Yeah, you were like by yourself at the front. Everybody saw you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That must have been bad. Or that time we uh, we we like sawed down the legs on on the back of your chair because we knew that you like to lean back in in your chairs, you know. And so don't, don't forget about the time we dipped his socks in the latrine. Oh yeah, that's right. Socks in the that latrine. one was not funny. <laughs> Those were my favorite socks. Oh man, with the turtles on him, right? Yeah. Anyway, well, um, in all seriousness, this is good. It's a good thing, what, what, what has happened today. For too long, we have fought, constantly been in battle, and we're not done. But seeing you and Reyna... They take hands. Being a part of this moment, this day, it's an oasis. And I thank you for letting me, us, everyone, join you in this respite. Mm. Cheers. Here, here. Yay. Reyna leans into you, Telnius, and says, Thank you, Telnius. And she gives you a kiss on the cheek. Oh, okay. Oh. 
Kaloon. Now the master bar. High expectations. The wordsmith. All right, everybody, quiet. This is going to be really good. Yeah, he's like a master here, guys. I want to be able to hear a pin drop from you, Clot. (laughs) So you Clot. You Clot. (laughs) That's a group American. Yeah, a Clot. A Clot American. (laughs) Wow, look at that. That's a Clot American. Careful, the Clot American's coming. So Kaloon stands up, tearing up a piece of paper, and kind of like throws it over his shoulder. Bagpipe kind of do a hum like yeah. as you stand up. The mic squeals. What is that? Oh man. <laughs> well, Leon, Reyna, we all met on the same day. The rowdy boys, with Reyna included, all in the top of the bar named. Goose's the goose's egg. Goose's gourd. Goose's gourd. Yes, we met that day, and I could never have imagined where we would have gone, sitting there at that table, and on top of Rory's shoulders. Roy really thought he had a chance with you back then, uh, Lady Reina or uh, Queen Reina. Your Majesty. Uh, Roy tugs at his uh, collar. It was very impressive. Uh, don't worry about it, Leon. You've won. I don't think it was a competition. But. Love is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Love is a. Yeah. Mysterious mistress. And is constantly throwing us for loops. We never know where she's coming from and where she's going. <laughs> and we never will. For tis is her nature. Therefore, when we have the chance to grab her by the hand, by the hand, I don't, what, what did you think I was going to say? And really see what an amazing joining of two people can look like. And I, for one, can't wait to see if this works, I love it. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> good luck. And um, uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> Could you roll like a performance check to see if we were impressed by that? That would be a 20. I am thoroughly. Wow. I, well, wow. I, I had already decided I was impressed. Yeah. So I walk <laughs> over and I hug Leon. Just a big hug. Yeah. And when you look back at Kowloon, have you guys ever seen that key? and Beale sketch where the sweat is just draining <laughs> down, <laughs> down his face. Like, that's that's like Kowloon. Like, my shirt is soaked and I'm just... <sighs> oh. You actually did a really good job. Yeah. What that do you was... mean? I, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> all, you like sit back down. I prepared it. <laughs> At that point, Leon sees, you know, everyone kind of calming down and he, and he stands up. He, he adjusts his crown a little bit and he, he raises a horn of mead and he says, my family generations ago immigrated to Traylon. They had nothing and yet their smithing abilities earned them a living. I joined the armed forces as a young man and some were born with silver spoons, but I was born with a silver sword. I rose in rank to knighthood and 
finally took position as first knight of the Order of the Flames. I was tasked with the protection and expansion of Treyland. And as a foreigner, I was given opportunity to prove myself. I did not extend that same grace to you and your kin. In fact, a year ago, he was looking at Rory, I was ready to slaughter, he looks back to the Varrican, every one of your people who got in my way. He chokes up. But now I stand here in awe and humbled that you would crown me as your king. I owe all of this to my friends, the Rowdy Boys. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. And uh, I owe this all to my love, Raina, who has shown me the way of kindness and understanding. Thank you all for this chance to prove myself, as you have all proven yourselves worthy of my service. And for everything you have done for me, and as Thessla and the Elder Gods as my witness, I give thanks. Hear, hear. Yeah, Leon. Raina stands to her side and says, Thank you, Leon, for your strength and your courage. He's taking a seat, going back to his drink. The days grow colder in the wake of Isvanya and her armies. Alone we cannot defeat her. But as a team, the nations of Ainu, Verahim, Alfrahim, and Treyland, we can end for good the terrible threat that seeks to destroy our people and our lands. Together, we are strong. Together, we are Varakin. She claps her chest. And the rest of the celebration continues. During the kind of hubbub of everything happening and the celebrating, Leon comes up to Rory and he says, Hey man, I just, I want to let you know that I'm a man of my word. What do you mean? If it's true that you guys are leaving from here and possibly making your way back to Treyland, I want you to have some things. And he uh, takes out a ring of keys. Looks like they've been through a lot, been through his journeys. These are the keys for my coffers in Woldsworth. There I have a hunting cabin. I also here have a key for the Westwick Barracks and Armory. Also with it, I have a key to a townhouse in Old Town in Westwick. And this last one here... Is the key to your hut? No. <laughs> I, I already gave that one to Raina. Oh, no hard feelings. <laughs> this last one here is the keys to the lower castle in Westwick. I'm trusting you with these. Is it because you think he's too short for the higher castle? <laughs> and then I pass out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you suggesting I do with these? Uh, after the meeting last night, it looks like you all are going to need as much help as you can get. Well, so the armory, we can get weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. What about this cabin? What, uh, what can that do? That's where I keep my coffers, where I've hidden my wealth. That uh, I've attained over many years. I thought coffers were like pants. No. Those are trousers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, common you're misconception. Pretty, you're pretty lit, right? I am, yeah. You I'm should sorry. calm down on the mead. Um, <laughs> weapons, 
money, mm-hmm. this townhouse, what do we get there? I mean, that's just that's just new where gigs. I lived. Might be information there, crucial. That's where I did all my investigations on the resistors. I mean, so weapons, money, information. information, and then the keys to the lower castle? What is what? What is that going to do? That's just where uh, my offices were as a commander. So access, I suppose. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to need them over here. So uh, I trust them to you and, and your boys. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, listen, Leon. Um, we've been we've had we've had our problems in our past, but I'm I'm really happy for you and Reina. Uh, you're going to be a good king if you commit to this duty as much as you committed to your last one. I feel like this realm is in good shape. Thank you, Rory. Rory grabs his hand and like, like kisses the top of his hand. Like, it's, uh, uh, I, I gotta get used to this stuff. This is weird. Yeah, same. It's weird uh, being king. I might not do that again. The camera pans pans out, and it's just me standing next to him. Like, that was cute. <laughs> oh man! Love hey, it. one last thing. Yeah, be gentle. As he like slips his glove back on. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that celebration goes probably for the whole day. You're probably going to want to sleep off any uh, hangovers. So the Alfraheem Slaver's Wagon that's been prepared for your guys' journey. So a few changes have been made. I think I mentioned that there was canvas covering the caged top. This can keep heat inside and also there's a a small chimney sticking out of the top. So there's a, a fireplace actually up by the seating at the outside of the wagon. The canvas is actually pulled back and it makes a type of grate so that whoever's sitting at the head of the wagon can feel some of the heat from that wood stove. And that wood stove is going to keep that wagon heated on the inside. All that canvas is going to keep it. Inside lining that back wall is a mass store of of wood for the week and a half journey that it will take to reach Ammon Fane. Hmm. And you guys are traveling through the Algrahim Forest, which holds who knows what at this point. You guys have some time to gather up all your equipment, everything you need for moving forward to Alfrahim. I don't have much. I just spend the remaining time uh, hanging out with some shield maidens. Carlin wakes up uh, on the floor of the tent. Uh, oh, the, in the mead hall? <laughs> yeah, just wherever he passed out at. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wakes up there and I guess I'm just going to go clean myself off. Um, yeah. And uh, prepare for the journey. Cool. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. R- Roy just spends his time with Uger. Uber, Uger. Uga. Uba. <laughs> Uba. Uba. And we're just like bashing stuff up. Yeah. All over. And he's, when you go to even hang out with him in the first place to get rid of his hangover, he's got like giant headphones in and he's just got a log that he's lifting <laughs> up and down, like bench pressing. I just hop up on top of the log, like crossing, like, what you doing? Rory. And he, he takes off his headphones. <laughs> why, why am I keeping with that? He keeps like ear mitts on because it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. what it really is. Um, <laughs> Playing Shine Down. Yeah. <laughs> Uba's excited to see you and you guys like work out together yeah. and you guys get each other pumped up for the for the journey. Yeah. Tell me us anything you want to do. Uh, I just... I go to my tent and take notes in my journal. I write about, you know, what happened and Mm. that's it. At this point, um, the wagon does pull up. It's got two horses at the front. This is a large wagon and I think there's going to be eight of you inside. We got the four rowdy boys, Uba and Alana are starting to pack up their stuff. And as you guys are getting stuff loaded, Siggy shows up. 
and she walks up to you, Telnius, and she puts uh, a I hand. put my hand on her head. Oh, even before she, yeah, <laughs> okay. great. And she, like, All right, I get you it. You see her coming, and you just roll your eyes and <laughs> yeah. put your left like hand on Like face Palmer. <laughs> She's like, I meant to tell you, I'm cured. <laughs> she begins communicating, um... I, I did want to tell you that uh, Finn wanted to relay a message that he won't be able to go with you all to Alfrahim. He's going to be taking Alexis to Morgil, and there he is going to be leading forces to reclaim Ben Iva. Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, well, good. Uh, send my regards. You said Finn's not coming, Tonius? No. I think th- that that is a... Uh, something that has to happen. Well, why do you ask? Just wanted to be sad about that. <laughs> can you uh, can you hear Siggy? My hands on the back of her head. <laughs> you're just like holding her hand because you're too short to reach her head. <laughs> she then communicates to you, Telnius. I will be replacing Finn, and I will be bringing with me the Bloodstone Balm. If we find those afflicted by the icicle disease, my hope is that we can reverse its effects uh, before it is too late for them. At this point, Siggy's pulling her hand away, and Kowloon, as you're packing up stuff, she walks up to you, and and as you kind of like, you pack something onto the wagon and turn around, she's there in front of you. I'm very startled immediately. What, what What are you doing here? I believe you dropped this back in Bjornheim, and she... Pulls out uh, a dagger and a hilt, uh, and this dagger has a small blue gemstone. It's actually the one uh, recovered from uh, Shaylin the Drow. And I, I quickly grab it. Thank you. She then pulls her hand away, and you actually see at her ear, there's this ear cuff there. She begins to communicate and say, um, Kalun, can you hear what I am saying? And... You can. You realize, though, that her mouth is not moving and that the blue gemstone at her Whoa. ear cuff is <laughs> glowing is it shaped with... like a tooth? <laughs> and, <Blue> no. Tooth? <laughs> it's glowing with, with each word. I, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye. This, these stones, the same stone at the amulet of the giant, they seem to have a communicative... Ability, something of the ancient stones of these lands. Well, isn't that wonderful? How? What's the range? How far are we away before we can't talk? Anymore? I do not know. I have not tested it, but I figured as you are one who is going forward on your own, you might need this. And she takes the cuff off. She can just hand it to you. Yeah, I'll just, I'll take it. Um, thank you. Uh, Stay, stay safe. And I, I took the, I took the gym in my pocket and keep loading the wagon. Cool. You guys continue to load up the wagon. Master Talon says he comes up and he's got two more. You know, it was very difficult being at the wedding, being the only sober person there. But he did a lot of the cleanup afterward, and he just figured, like, well, I'm sure. Oh, that's why that blanket was over me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, <laughs> sweet Master Talon. Is everyone ready to go? Have you seen Gremlins? Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I uh, yeah, I, I'm like cool. Let's go. And I um, kind of sit next to Colleen and like, hey, buddy, what's uh, what's up with you and Siggy? Uh, what What do you mean? I mean, just kind of, you just kind of seemed like you were, like were a little rude. 
Nah, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with Siggy. Not that I can say. Uh, maybe I'm a little standoffish. I don't know. Maybe she just kind of, uh, I don't know. She freaks me out, I guess. A as, little. as you guys are talking back and forth, Siggy then begins to climb into oh. the wagon. And you know that she's not deaf. Well, so just I wouldn't, yeah, I didn't say yeah. that in front By of her. By the way, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I rolled a 10 on deception for that. Ooh. Natural 18, and I have a lot of wisdom, okay. so 22. So she doesn't freak me out, because <laughs> that's that's the part that I was lying about. Yeah, I got a 25 on my insight. Gotcha. Anyone who's climbed into the wagon, you can just see, obviously, that the wood stove's at the head of the wagon. There's two long bench seats. They've been cushioned. They did like a pimp my ride on the wagon. <laughs> pimp so, my wagon. And, and this is a large... my wagon. This is... <laughs> Oh, That's perfect. We should uh, probably keep a watch out all, at all times, right? Because there's more those icicles out there. So, like one one Talon's to drive gun. the wagon and one to one to be lookout. Like well, Talon's shotgun. Our designated like driver, him. right? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Because he doesn't drink. As I'm boarding the back of the cart, I look at Colin and say, "Hey, it's, uh, get in. It's time to go." Oh, of course. Yes. At this point, there's kind of almost like a, it's a parade leaving the city. You have Varkin soldiers. You have Reyna, obviously, and Leon there waving goodbye. They're kind of in front of the – like the last thing you see through the back of the wagon is Reyna and Leon uh, kind of waving at the base of the elder tree. I throw rice at them. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a backwards yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have we have cans have tied cans to the to back of our wagon yeah it says our friend was just married <laughs> oh just Thessaland. <laughs> alana's coming right yeah hey, so yeah. alana's in there she's kind of to the back corner of the wagon she's got a small whittling knife and she's kind of just carving at the glaive keeping quiet to herself she packed kind of a small bag and she kind of looks out and you see alexis kind of like peer her head out and watch her she kind of like runs a little bit to keep up but before she can catch oh. up to the wagon a few people oh. catch her and kind of like bring her back wrestling for heart. the ground i was gonna oh. say stab her <laughs> <laughs> she's dead she's she they start dead. roasting they her regular <laughs> legs and the butcher comes oh, out man, we've been waiting for her to leave looks oh, like no. meat's back on the menu boys the, the butcher comes out with his apron on and just drags her back into the city <laughs> would the bear be chasing us down too oh yeah the bear doesn't give a shit all right well once we get Uger through the, the parade i guess let's decide what are your thoughts i mean we're on the way to Amonfane, and and that is an elven controlled village village city what what well, uh, you're, you're wanting to know what we're doing when we get to uh, Falron, correct? Well, well or yeah. Amon Fane. Well, Amon well, I mean, Fane, it's going to be, we'll have to discuss this because honestly, it's just a group of wood elves who are still reside with the loyalty to Traylon. Well, when should we discuss it? Right now. Oh. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right now. Okay. <laughs> I think now's great. So, All right. The only problem, I don't think they'll have a problem with us just passing through, but... Um, Will, will I mean, they? I, I don't know. I've never been to Amazon. Well, they, I mean, we should probably have the same, whatever ruse we're going to have when we go to the big city, we should have when we go through the small city. They well, might be sending word ahead. Well, that if, is, if anything, we should at least disguise ourselves as travelers and not 
loyal to any side. Well, I, I thought we, we were. I thought we strangers. had disguises. Well, I we, thought you were one of the feckless five. Feckless well, that's what we'll take into effect until we get to Falron. Guys, I think that's the plan for Falron. Uh, why are we not considering adding Am Am and Fane to our side? I mean. Is that a possibility? Well, uh, that would probably alert them that we're coming if we start overthrowing villages on the way there. Well, the, not if the village is on our side and, and sends word back like, hey, we're still buddies. Also, I mean, what do you think? What, what makes you think that we can switch the side of the Wood Elves to, like, become Varrigan? Talon, do we know anyone there who just is in charge? Like, who would we talk to? So Talon's at the driver's See Uba's up there with his feet kicked back. He's just kind of gnawing on some jerky. And Talon shouts back, Sorry, what was that again? Question you asked? I said, who's in charge at Ammonfane? Oh, um, I believe there was one of the name uh, Sindar. He, uh, he was the one who was communicating with Captain Giselle. Well, so then if that's the case, I mean... Is it possible? I, I'm just trying to find. Well, the, they the were most... friends until Giselle sided with the Varrican people, and then that kind of segmented Cardendale off, and they hadn't heard word from them since. But the point remains that they don't know who we are. But should we not still? Should we not use this as an as a chance to? try out uh, to practice our yeah. ruse that we're going to have. I believe that was discussed at the meeting uh, a few nights ago. Correct, Rory? We don't listen to those. Just shut your window. We'll, we'll figure it All out from right. here. And he closes the cabin. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, so then there's, I just want to make sure that we're, we're at least exploring every idea, and, and if we have a peaceful option that we're choosing it, and, and, and the idea of them coming to the Varrican side probably the most peaceful. Now, that doesn't mean we have to go in there and kill everyone and then leave. Ilana actually speaks up from the back. She's kind of stops whittling and she's been listening for a little bit and she's like, um, if we want to keep it peaceful, I believe that the best thing to do would be to, to test this, get a layout, possibly even spend the night there uh, assessing what is happening if they let us in, uh, and then deciding from there if we see fit. Uh, we would then have the upper hand in communication with them. As I'm going to take the image of the female drow from the Feckless Four, I'm going to probably end up gauging how they feel about the whole situation. Right. Question. We only have two people pretending to be Feckless Four, right? Right. So should you have a new name? Like the Terrible Two? Yeah. I oh, think shit. that would be yeah. fitting. Yeah, God, I didn't even think about that. We had to fire the others. Yeah, well, no, they got killed. Ilana yeah, just gives well, a... They, no one knows She that. just gives a thumbs up. <laughs> that sounds All right, cool. so the Terrible Two, uh, we're slaves, right? And I'll, yeah, very I'll, empowering. I'll act as a slave for this one as well. Oh, and Uba, yeah. Well, it sounds like we know what the plan is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It does not sound No, it doesn't. Like that. <laughs> so they're okay with slavery. They don't like to talk about it. We're going in as slaves, but who have to pretend like we're not slaves? It seems like if we got in, we would remain inside of the wagon. The 
terrible yeah. too would get an assessment for us. They'd, like, they'd gauge the okay. temperature, and and if they come back and say, "Hey, we got a skedaddle," we stay in the in the wagon. But if they say, "Hey, there's potential here," we like could skedoodle. Then okay. we then we then <laughs> no skedoodling. We should yeah. always skedoodle. That is an option <laughs> every night before bed. And then and then Ilana flosses and looks to tell me, "Is this skedoodling?" I, <laughs> I start high <laughs> She does too. And just as we were getting settled, it was near. Damn it. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome all. Welcome one to the greatest interruption to your high quality entertainment you'll ever experience. We'll just get back to that dank episode in about 5,400 jiffies. No worries, my duties. You'll never believe who we found to DM this episode. It's Andrew. Taylor is Ias, Colin is Kowloon, Brad is Rory, and I'm Micah as Telnius. Oh, and special guest, Colin as Alexa. Now, let us chill on over at iTunes and smack a review right in the backside to let it know you care. Bonus time! We gonna shout you out if you do that. That's right. You review us. We say your name out loud on microphone. Boom! Mind bottled. Speaking of which, I've got a couple of names right here in my glove compartment. Let me lean on over while I'm driving. Hopefully, I don't get into a car accident. First, we have Home 12345, who guest stars as Hymir on the hunt for the Elder Elk memory. We also have Kendra Marcuse from fellow D&D podcast Dungeon Dumplings. We as a podcast, unlike our dogs, have been fortunate enough to know no master, and even though we are free to say pretty much whatever the hell we want, we still wouldn't mind if you told all your acquaintances about us so more people felt obligated to listen to us every other week. Don't bother with your friends, you've already told them, and frankly, they're kind of getting tired of hearing you talk about us all the time. No. Now, it's time to talk to your hairdresser, your weed trimmer, your plumber, that unfortunate man that sat by the window seat and thinks it would be too rude and obvious to move to another, and also he's pretty sure he would still be able to hear you talk about us on the other side of the bus anyway. These are the people we need in our lives right now. Or at least that's what my therapist is telling me. Anyway, if you're taking a bath with your laptop perched precariously on the edge of your tub, not recommended, but I know what you're like. Then go to patreon.com slash chasmquest and check out some of that awesome tent we're slinging to those amazeballs that want to give a bit extra. And, you know, you can always know what's happening in Chasm Questing by following us at at ChasmQuest on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a fan-made Discord where you can get on and talk about us in front of our faces for once. Just contact at Bob the Furby or at Signatory C on Twitter to get those sweet invites. One or more of the Rowdy Boys might even say hello and sign your baby. Now, if you've ever wondered what flintlocks and fireballs smelled like, go look them up and give them a whiff. Always make sure to ask permission first. But if you want to know what they sound like, well, that's much easier. Here they are. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. Come all ye sailors and scallywags, and join the crew of Flintlocks and Fireballs, a D&D podcast following a band of privateers sailing the seas of Napoleonic Calcinia. Catch us at flintlocksandfireballs.com every Tuesday at 7pm GMT, or on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook at Flintlocks and Fireballs or Twitter on at FlintlocksDND. Fair seas and natural twenties. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. As you guys travel from Aurora, the nights grow colder because... In Aurora, you at least had wooden shelter, and you yeah. were, you're now out in, in the mm-hmm. wilderness. Are you guys trying to ride through the night, or are you trying to stop and like set up camp? I don't want to ride through the night. I don't feel like there's a huge urgency. Like there's no pressing thing. Like we have to get there right now, or someone's gonna die. You know. So like, well, we gotta rest the horses. I too. do right. want to ride through the night. I think that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then sleep during the day. So did you guys decide if you're going to set up camp? Or yeah, set I think up we set up camp. Fine. Set up yeah. in a defensible position. Okay. Yeah. With a big okay, yeah, fire. I like that. That's a good yeah. idea. You guys set up watches. The first couple nights, nothing really goes on. At any point in Colin's time, I just go to keep him company. Mm, cool. Since he's taken the most. Nice. Huh. Oh, thank you. I don't. I was going to say, I pointedly do not do that. <laughs> Let's actually role play one of those, one of those nights. Like you cool. Guys I pop just my head up while, you're, while you got the reins and I just pop my head like, hey, You guys got the wood stove going. going. Everyone's sleeping oh. inside the wagon. The horses are kept. Cool. I hop up and I sit down next to you and I just kick back and throw my feet up. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Just looking out for uh, any more icicles. Seen any yet? No. No. Not a one. Mm. That's cool. Man, I've been meaning to ask you, how have you been lately? Oh, um, doing all right, I guess. And you? Well, better than I've been, for sure. I've getting my mind off a lot of things. Hmm. It's been nice to focus on more shenanigans than my actual reality. <laughs> Yeah, shenanigans, rowdiness, it's, uh, it's all there. <laughs> I know. It's love is love. such... Rowdy is... A woman. A woman who is in love uh, I'm with... going to stop you right there. <laughs> okay. Look, I heard your speech. It was nice. I, okay, mean, I don't need you. to hear it again. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It just kind of seems like you've had a lot on your mind lately. Um, you don't really seem your joyous and jokey self. Um... Well, I, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I suppose. Uh, you had all that time in Bjornheim, and you didn't hardly speak to us at all. I was very busy with uh, with the refugees there. Oh, them. really? What were you doing? Uh, raising money uh, and just playing for them, getting their spirits up. Raising money for... For the, uh, mostly just the, just the, the refugees that were sitting in the camp. The, you know, oh. maybe there were a bunch of single moms bunch of kids i got you giving them food and the like right yeah took up most of my days well that's cool you know i couldn't help but notice when we were getting sworn into the varican people vouching for us 
Ah. That Siggy vouched for you. What was that about? Oh, um... She has a, uh... She has a better opinion of me than I do. You don't have a good opinion of yourself? No, I've... I think I'm great. She just... She thinks that I'm good. Huh. So she doesn't like you as much as you like you. (laughs) (laughs) I... Yeah. In In a way. In that way, yes. Yeah. Well... What are you hoping to achieve from all this? I don't know. I just want to keep my family safe, I suppose. No. You mean us? Yes, yes, you and the Rowdy Boys. Oh. No. Yeah? It's about all I have anymore. Yeah. Other than that, nothing. I could just travel after all this is over. <laughs> nice. I'm just happy that all the visions seem to stop for me. I haven't had a vision in six months. And I couldn't be happier so Ayas, as you're looking past Kowloon you actually see in the woods a few like medium sized shadowy figures as if they're just walking by mm. hold on real quick do you see that over there no <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's possible that he just doesn't see that far okay can I like focus in and like uh huh Okay, so I just focus in, and I guess I'll roll 16. So as you're concentrating, it's almost as if your magical vision could see the outline of them now that they've kind of moved closer. You see, uh, it looks like a, a small crowd of three or four icelings, and yet their eyes are not glowing blue as as you guys have seen before. It looks as if they are just wandering through the forest. They have not noticed your wagon, but it looks as if they're just passing through the trees. There, there are icelings out in the in the trees. Truly. Hold on. And I, I make for uh, Telnius and Rory, and I just wake them up just in case we need them. Oh, gosh. Uh, I had to kind of nudge them. Hey, hey, I need your help. Uh, what, Stone Cold, what? What, what have you guys been talking <laughs> <What>? about? <laughs> oh, well, we, we started talking about... <laughs> I tell them everything. And they tell us. Okay, cool. There we go. (laughs) Shut up. Get up and get your your things. We need to be ready. There are some icelings out in the forest. I immediately cast Fireball. On me? No. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up and I grab my hammer, but it's actually uh, Telnius' arm. (laughs) Ready, ready for action. You guys rush. uh, I mean, you guys all come out of the wagon and and what, what... what do you want I to stumble do? out and I rub, I'm rubbing sleep out of my eyes and I'm like, what? Yeah. what did well, you what is it? This is your watch. Kowloon. Uh, this is your watch. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but again, we were both awake. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's icing, icings out there, or icicles out there. Okay. Uh, I turn invisible. Oh. <laughs> and walk away. Oh my gosh, where'd you go? <laughs> uh, well, Rory okay, thinks he's are dreaming. They, are they looking at us? Are they are they attacking? What what's going on? It seems like they're just wandering around. Their eyes aren't even glowing. Not like the last ones were. Wait a minute. So they they aren't being controlled. Well, I can't tell if they even know we're here. Wait, are there the icicles we fought were actually people. Hey, Surely I'm still from the camp. Couldn't Holy shit! <laughs> I'm still here. Wow. Where? Jeez. Can, 
can you give me some of that, uh, find some of that medicine that Siggy has? And I'll oh. try to go administer some of it. Well, okay. not a bad idea. But, like, secretly. I, uh, How many were there? I, I run back. Just wake her up. Let's ask her if well, we can no, have no, He means no, secretly administer it. Not <laughs> so I, I take the balm and I just hand it to you. All right. How many were there? Like three. All right. I'm going to attempt to sneak up on them and uh, okay. and administer the antidote. Yeah. So that's 18. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All they right, don't so notice you. I am going to quickly either administer the uh, the medicine or incapacitate the uh, the icicle in the in the rear. Okay, uh, just give me like a dexterity check to do that. 18. As soon as you grab the last one and bring it down, the other three almost like look around like deer and just bolt deeper into the forest, like away from And run you. away. Yeah, oh. so they run away and oh. you're able, you have this one in front of you and it actually starts kind of fighting back like <laughs> I run up to Kowloon and I just kind of help him. Okay. You guys are able to hold it down and Kowloon, as you administer that balm, it's that same like icy hot reaction. This one, because it's been so infected, but not to the point where its limbs have been deformed. So you think maybe there might be hope for this one. It actually screeches out like, and it passes out. You can tell it still has a pulse and everything, hmm. but it passes out from the administering of this bloodstone balm. What do you think? Should we tie it up? Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I look to this to the path and I see our sleigh like taking off down the road. I'm like, oh shoot! And I take <laughs> off to try and stop the horses from going. Nobody's driving right now. Yeah. Well, I, no one was driving. No, you guys we were, had set we up camped. camped. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost. A I good dude, joke. I made that same mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally. It's so funny. Yeah. You guys were the two biggest proponents for stopping That's and true. camping. Yeah. And now I'm against it. Oh, um, man. We're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, we're so dumb. In, in his defense, I don't think we ever said, okay, we stop to camp and then yeah. That's yeah. true. Okay, yeah. Andrew, you're it an idiot. It was really on me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so. Idiot. Idiot. Andrew <laughs> is an idiot. Idiot. Come on. Idiot. Everybody. Okay. Uh, this yeah. is fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> if you're out there listening I, and you want to be a DM, it's just. We're friends. Just the uh, amount of gratitude that comes from oh, our PCs. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. Idiot. <laughs> they peer pressure me in it. Overwhelming. I cry every night thinking about it. So <laughs> this is it's like with a with a babysitter and all the kids start chanting, doo doo it, doo doo <laughs> I brought you ice cream. <laughs> so you guys are able to get this one ice sling down. So you tie it up. Are you you're bringing it back to the sleigh? Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So you guys have at least rescued one of these icelings wandering through the forest as you guys continue forward. So Rescued. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And well, because well, wasn't that the whole reason that Siggy said she brought the, mm -hmm. the bomb? Was to her? save yeah. as many as we could she could, yeah. Exactly. So you guys continue forward toward Ammonfane. About uh, a night's journey from Ammonfane though, the weather starts to begin to pick up. You guys start heading into what looks like blizzard conditions. The skies darken above the evergreens. And as the sun's setting that night, you guys are continuing to to move forward. I, why, I say we hunker down. Why are we moving further into this blizzard? Yeah, but if we stop, we might not make, get going again for quite a while. Yeah. 
Talon speaks up and he's kind of yelling from the front because he's, he's getting the horses going. He says, if we ride for just a few more hours, I believe we will reach Amon Fane. Okay, great. I mean, I've literally never been in a blizzard, so cool. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> Lucky for us, we don't have to worry about it because we've got this wood stove. Right. Oh. That's why I said we should hunker down, but cool, let's go. <laughs> Awesome. So you guys decide to kind of ride through the blizzard. After a few hours, just as Talon had projected, Talon actually cries out, I see walls, walls of an establishment. I uh, I'm immediately start putting on my disguise. Cool. I, oh, yeah, okay. I look downtrodden. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> put on maybe some crappy clothes without our armor or gear. You guys kind of do the Chewbacca yeah. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Tie your hands. Yeah, like there's that. Um, Get uh, covered in hair. Nice. The hideaway place, remember? In the uh, in the wagon from the first season? Is that where you put the ice sling? <laughs> That's where we put our gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Huh. Okay, nice. yeah. Huh. Great, great so idea. hide your I gear down that. there, make huh. it look a little bit... I rub more. my I face just... on Kowloon because he's so dirty, yeah. so I just I look <laughs> <more> dirty. <laughs> I specifically remember because Andrew compared it to the Millennium Falcon. Oh, so yeah, that's right. We did, ma- we did make that reference because I think true. we put the breastplate down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With the bomb. And Talon says, all right, are we... Ready to, and as he's talking, his voice actually begins to change as he takes on the form of Gerald. So Whoa. he's got like the the white hair, the white beard, the Viper's Order. Are Get you guys him. ready to move forward? <laughs> ah, fucking Gerald! <laughs> no, 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 it's just a disguise, I promise. Oh. Prove it! Oh shit, you got me, man. He quickly like... Disengages. I can only cast this a few times. <laughs> so please don't make me do I this. I just again. have to prove this. <laughs> and I put on my disguise and I just look like a beautiful white haired drow woman. Perfect. All right. So you all arrive at the gates of Ammon Fane. The gate is actually open to the rest of the village. Oh, shit. Red flag. Red flag. Oh, shit. What you can see within is a seemingly deserted outpost and a few snow-crusted roofs above the wooden walls. No one stands nor keeps a lamp at the watchtowers, but the gate is slightly open. Guys, um, should we get our weapons? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, Talon, as, uh, as Gerald shouts down, well, I don't feel good about it, but... We do need shelter from this storm. What do you boys say? I mean, we do need shelter. Right now, the storm's the greatest threat, but hopefully the buildings aren't full of ice things. Or haunted. Oh, <laughs> like, what if there's, man. like, a ghost in there? There uh, could be ghosts. Like a yeah. ghost town? <laughs> yeah. Um, Uba, we fought one before. They're real. <laughs> we know it. Uh, Uba begins drawing his club. Ilana holds the glaive closer to her. Siggy draws two daggers and sits uh, anxiously. Talon goes and kind of pushes the gate open a little further, enough for the wagon to go into the settlement. He kind of signals back with a thumbs up. He's got his hand on his sheath the whole time, or on the hilt of his sword the whole time. He comes back up and grabs the reins and looks to you, Ayas, since you're close, and he says, uh, shall we go inside? We shall. All right. Wait, so- wait, unlock the cage first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's definitely unlocked. You guys are prepared. 
Once inside, you see a series of buildings similar to the Cardendale outpost. The design of the buildings, though, is different. The roofs of each building come all the way down to the ground, and the wood seems stained white and gray, rather than the deep chestnut brown of most Trey Linden Varrican buildings. The design is more elegant as well, though still rustic in its purpose. White and gray as in like a different kind of wood? Correct. Okay. There seem to be many cabins, barracks, an armory of sorts, a hunter's lodge and tannery. And the deeper into the town you go, the more unsettling and quiet this place seems. Some of the cabin's doors are also ajar. You guys come to what seems to be the town circle, which is where Talon kind of draws back the reins as the horses neigh and, and, and come to a stop. Is, is there any sign of battle? Uh, there is no sign what you can see, but a lot of new snowfall has yeah. come down. What could have been a stone communal fire pit is now just a mound of snow. Why don't we give you guys some survival checks if you want to step out of the wagon? <laughs> 18. 10. Uh, that's a 1. Oh, six. Did you trip on your way out of the wagon, Rory? And you're just like... I had been imbibing some of the spirits that we brought with us. (laughs) Gotcha. It's not going to stumble out and roll over. You and Uba were doing like a drinking game back and forth. Every time the wheels turn, we take a shot. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Poor timing. So, Kowloon, you're able to see what seems to be horse tracks. It's not like they're super recent, but... Snow had, you can tell that more recently than anything else on these pathways, there have been at least two horses or at least hoof I mean, if it's during things. a blizzard and I see hoof prints, they're like, they're over there. Right. They're like, it's like, hey, guys, look over there. Um, yeah. I just mean like at the point where they're pu- yeah. puncturing into, like the snow is filling back up, but it's not super mm-hmm. recent. So I point that out. Roy's like, ah, what an inviting looking village. <laughs> and I walk to, towards like one of the nearest buildings. I, I look at you guys, but then follow because I'm, I, I don't feel as good as you, but I still feel pretty good about this place. <laughs> so like Rory and Uba begin to just like stumble into one of the open cabins yeah. or something kind of drunkenly. I love it. So as you guys are like going up and like testing one of the doors, like it's a little bit frozen, but like a few heaves, you guys like bust it and actually comes off the hinges uba and you like like uba starts laughing at like the door breaking <laughs> yeah and it's just, just, it just and we walk inside <laughs> totally is just like trailing behind I'm still like with <laughs> you guys but i just i'm not i'm not <laughs> you're like super nervous <laughs> Ias, you actually see what seems to be a small lantern, possibly inside what looks like a public house, kind of like what is most center when you're directly coming into this town square. Hey, over here. All right, I come to you. So you grab Kowloon and Talnius, correct? And Talon says, we'll stay out here, I suppose, and, and just keep an eye on things. We'll shout if anything happens. No, get, you should get inside with Rory and Uba. Make sure they're not getting into trouble. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Siggy and Ilana will stay with the wagon. Kowloon, uh, Ayas, and Telnius, you begin heading toward the public house. Um, go into the pub. Who's going in first? I'm not going to go in. I want to go to the window and peer in. Give me a uh, perception check. 19. 
you do kind of have to wipe away at the window, but you peer in and what seems to be a lone bartender, uh, question mark, because this person is standing behind the bar at this public house and he's the only one in there. He's at the bar. Yes, he has kind of wild, shaggy, short white hair, a white beard. He's wearing a an eye patch. He is leaned over the bar, and he's got a shot glass in front of him and a bottle of amber liquor. Okay, where's Talon? Uh, Talon's back by the way. Or no, Talon went to check on Uba and okay. Rory. Okay, that's fine. It looks like there's a bartender in there. Cool. Just I walk him. in. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys, uh, you hear this. And I walk oh, through the door. My what God. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I walk in with you. I walked in first, though. And I'm yeah. just sitting there with... I look like that white fox thing from memes with the hands held up. And I'm just like... <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, do you follow your rowdy boys in? Yeah. <laughs> I just drop my head down and I just follow them. That is that is yeah. like one of the most crucial moments for Highest. Like, and you both have inspiration. <laughs> Great. And so a roll for inspiration. I got it. Cool. Tell Nias, you had just kind of thrown open the door. Kalun, you started playing bagpipes. Uh, uh, coming right in behind him. Coming right in and. This guy, he's well-armored. He's got fur at his collar. No emblems or anything on his armor. You do see a sword on his back and hanging out. And actually, this catches your eye first, Telnius, as there is a double infinity symbol woven into the hilt of his sword. And he looks up to you all. He's got kind of darker skin and, you know, one piercing uh uh, brown eye and he looks up and says well the fire cannot be lit for the dangers outside the walls but my friends can come and share a drink to keep them warm hail and well met friend and I hold up the hammer of uh, of Bishop Colum sh- uh, showing the double infinity sign he looks to your symbol and and Puts a, a hand to his chest and says, Pour me around and, and one for the boys. And I sit down in front of him. Perfect. Uh, uh, and uh, he, um, he reaches right. below and pulls, And girl. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, and he, <laughs> he pulls out three more glasses and he begins pouring and says, What has brought you all to Ammon Fane? Do you guys all approach the, the bar? I sit down. I, I, if he's already poured it, I take the drink. I guess I'll sit down. I don't drink anything though. I take the shot, but I sit at a table. So what, uh, what brings you boys? And he's mainly talking to Telnius. Yeah. Uh, what brings you boys to Ammon Fane? Uh, the weather has brought us here. I don't know if you noticed, but it's shitty outside and we need a little warmth. And it seems uh, friend, you have some to share. He, he just says, uh, of uh, of course, these are not exactly my uh, barracks to give, my shelter to give, but uh, you may stay to keep away from the dangers of the Algrahim Forest. Do you, do you know what happened here? A wee bit, but I uh, wanted to get a little bit 
more knowledge of what you all are doing passing through. We outnumber you. You first. Hmm. Yeah, it is a, uh, it is a long story, but I believe introductions are in order. My name is Omar. Oh, hold on. Uh, if, if we may, we have some friends who, who are rather cold. Can we bring them in? Um, and you see him kind of raise his hand and the door behind you all shuts. Like I said, introductions are in order. Uba and Rory. Yeah. Uh, so we just burst in. I walked <laughs> yeah. in. Uba right behind me. You guys are kind of searching around this cabin. Give me a perception check, but at disadvantage since y'all are kind of tipsy. Yeah, I just rolled a two and then a seven. I so. just rolled a natural one. Uh, so. na- <laughs> <laughs> I am drunk. I am you like guys completely <laughs> wasted. Coming to this cabin, it looked like you know some of the Ammonfane wood elves had lived here, resided here. The door was ajar, so snow has spilled in a little bit. But Uba is like trying his best he's trying to light a, a tinder stick to get like a torch going and by the time he gets it going Rory, you actually see a drum in front of you and and like a, an instrument a musical yeah instrument. like a okay. musical instrument yeah yeah just along okay. with so it's it's fallen over it, along with a few other things it looks like somebody maybe had packed up quickly to leave here but yeah okay i just like i stumble past uh, Uba and I like I like knock over the the <laughs> tender that he's trying to light. Yeah, yeah. I'm like oh, look at it's uh, uh what uh what do you call it viola uh, uh, guitar uh, it's a drum. It is my favorite <laughs> instrument. I pick it Rory, up. let's play a okay. song. I grab I grab a mallet or a stick or whatever I can find and I go doom doom ka doom doom ka doom doom ka. Check this out. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 And Uba's like dancing back and forth, and um, we'll cut back to the public house. <laughs> can we make a perception check? <laughs> you don't even have to. Oh. You can hear as the public house door is shutting. You just hear these. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Uba's exactly just like, what you I've hear. Won- I've been wondering who's been screaming like that in the background. <laughs> So leaving the shot on the table, Mm -hmm. I just kind of stand up and I kind of just calmly walk closer to the bar and I just proceed with, hello, my name is Shaylin. I am a drow on trailing business. I'm carting these slaves to Falron. You have picked a strange time to be transporting slaves. Well, unfortunately, we don't have any other choice. Hmm. I do consider it a, uh, a shame, holy man, what it is those of the Crafters Guild are doing to these Vatican people. I slam the hammer. I agree. Unfortunately, I don't know. I'm just following orders. Hmm. Seems as if a lot of things happen because folks just want to follow orders. Maybe why this entire village is empty at this moment. What happened? Hmm. 
I don't think the information will be much helpful to you all. As you, Shaylin, will not be leaving here At alive. this point, I grab Ias and Telnius, and I jump backwards as I cast Shatter beneath this person's feet. As the floor is breaking away, he's tumbling away from it, and he lands just at the edge, like, not gracefully, but he keeps his um, balance, and he quickly goes to his belt and throws what seems to be like a small rubber ball against the ground. From it, it seems as if the divine light of sacred flame, but a large white burst goes. Everyone give me constitution saves. Also, he takes eight points of damage. That's half of what I rolled. Okay, perfect. Do I have to? Yes, you as well. Why? Um, Because it would still confound your magical sight. Because it is magical light. It's not just like, oh, bright firelight. Okay, I I can't remember what we're rolling for, but I rolled a two. Constitution. Constitution. Okay, yeah, so no, I didn't yeah. 13. 16. Four. Okay. You all are actually stunned. And you guys are stunned for three rounds. Whoa. And stunned leaves you incapacitated. And so during that time, you guys, you're blinded, you're deafened. It's like ringing in your ears as if a grenade has just gone off. We're fucked, basically. Um, right? <laughs> You do feel your main weapons leaving you. The hardest being (laughs) the hammer. hammer. It kind of takes him a little bit. And by the time you guys are coming to, you guys see through the door is coming a a green cloaked figure. She takes off her cowl and behind her through the open public house door, through the window, you just see a wall of fire. Her red long hair behind her slightly pointed ears, she draws a sword. And as your guys' vision comes back in, she says, the slaves you are keeping will have enough time to escape, Alfrahim scum. 